What is going on? It's me, your host, Nicholas Willard, and you're listening to Almost Canon. Now, don't forget, if you have had an encounter with a strange or unusual, the mysterious or the paranormal, then we want to hear about it. You can hit us up via our email, almostcanonpod at gmail.com. You can send us a message through our Facebook page at Almost Canon Podcast. You can try to hit us up through our Instagram at Almost Canon Pod. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show. Our $100 Amazon gift card giveaway is almost over. We have just a few days left to get your ratings and reviews emailed over to almostcanonpod at gmail.com. So don't forget to do that. Like I said, you have until 11.59 p.m. on January 31st, which is just a few days away. Now, that's really all I have for housekeeping, so let's get into tonight's episode. Alright, so we're going to do something a little different this week. I did have a pretty kick-ass episode planned, however, something came up with our guest at the last second. So, we postponed that for a few days, and we will be recording that episode soon, and we'll be out next week. Now, if you've been following the show, True Detectives, Night Country, I think you'll find this next episode, not, not tonight's episode, but next week's episode, very intriguing. However, if you don't follow Night Country, it doesn't really matter, because we'll be covering a topic that's pretty well known, that... Um, I would definitely say a lot of people find mysterious and interesting. But that's all I'm going to say on that. So look out for next week's episode. But tonight, like I said, we're going to be doing something a little different. I will be releasing an older episode from back when Bank Roberts was on the show. And I have re-edited and remastered this episode for your listening pleasure. Now with that said, let's sit back and relax and enjoy tonight's episode. And we're back. Almost canon. And it is now story time with Nicholas Billiards. So, this week I wanted I thought we would do something that was uh you know kind of Thanksgiving y, you know, it's kinda on the lines. Uh so this this is a story about a group of of uh pioneers, you know, they they left everything they knew behind. For, for these new lands in the West, far away. Uh, these pioneers, they, they would travel across a vast distance for several months, only to re- arrive in a land uh, 
pretty much have to sacrifice everything during their first winter to stay alive. And it would only be from, you know, out of the, the kindness of of um, the hearts of the people who are already there, who helped them, that they would survive. And this is really, a, it's, it's a story of survival, is what it, it truly is. Um, we're going to talk about the Donner Party. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rugged. Uh, let's go over a little bit of history of the West. So, so back in like, uh, you know, the 17, you know, the 1700, so, all right, Christopher Columbus founded, founded America. We all know that. We went over that last time we talked about Vikings. Wait! <laughs> Just kidding. He, he didn't find America. But, uh, all right, so in the 1700s. It was, Britain had made it pretty much illegal to go beyond the Appalachian Mountains. So there wasn't a whole lot of westward expansion back then. But after we declared independence from Great Britain, uh, there were uh, Thomas Jefferson, I believe he would was the second or third president. Um, he was offered a bunch of land. From Napoleon for cheap, like a dollar, a dollar an acre. And this, this would be the the Louisiana purchase. And he, he you know, millions and millions of acres. And so in, in 1804, he would he would send Lewis and Clark to explore this land, and they, they would just thought there would be dinosaurs and woolly mammoths and all this shit out there. They, oh, they had no it. idea. No, seriously, they did. No. Yeah, they did. They No one had ever been over here, really. Dinosaurs or woolly mammoths, please. I'm not even shitting you. They did. There be dragons here. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and, stop uh, it. Stop! I won't. So that, yeah, they would explore Lewis and Clark. They'd come back. I think it was like uh, 1806. And then from there on, you know, Americans... They started going west, you know, uh, manifest destiny. America is destined by God. You keep coming back to this manifest destiny. Yeah, like, this this was this was this was go. the time frame when it was like America is destined by God to span from east coast to west coast. You know, there was a band in my college called Manifest Next to Me. <laughs> <laughs> But nice. They had, they had to change their name because there was already a band called that. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. This is it's a good a band little... name, though. But yeah, so this was America, uh, America, the time of the Manifest Destiny. Um, they changed their name to Jesus. Wow, that that's pretty lame. No, but they spelled it Hey Zeus, like <laughs> like Hey, like H E Y comma Zeus. Yeah, <laughs> so that's funny. Of, also a pun kind of a name. All right. So, so between like 1810, 1806 to, I don't know. I'm just going to pick this up in 1836. So between that time, there's, there's fur trappers, you know, there's a couple pioneers heading out that way. Um, and there's also Mexico, which, which would at this point had owned, they, they owned Texas and California, so those lands were settled by 
by uh, Mexicans. And um, uh, Americans had started moving in on those lands. And they ended Mexicans up... Mexicans are beholden to the Spanish crown, is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. Uh, and then there were so many Americans started moving in that that they actually... Texas declared independence from Mexico in 1836 because there was just so many Americans now wow. that they were able to fight the Mex- you know, the Mexican army. Freaking Americans, man. They just went in there and just... Yeah, they just yeah exactly. So they they but pretty much took gr- over. There was a group that had colonized it before them. Yeah, and then they just came in and beat those guys. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, and th- and this is like this is freaking Americans. It man. took a while, but you know, I kind of hate them. There was enough of them by 1836 for them to do this, and they they would end up capturing uh, Lopez de Santa Ana, who was who he was a general and he became president. And they they kind of forced him to Lopez sign this treaty. Santana. Yeah, it was say it again, please. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> I just love doing the accents, man. I can't do it. You them. say it. You say it better than I do. Lopez, the name again. Say it. Lopez de Santana. Lopez de Santana. Yeah. So he was he was the. I apologize. He, he ran the the military and he was the president. And the these Texans they they would they captured him. Um, and they forced him to sign this treaty, uh, the Treaty of Velasco, you know, under duress. Okay. So Mexico didn't, they actually didn't consider it a real treaty. Uh, and then in 1845, America would annex Texas on Texas's behalf, which Mexico saw as, you know, an act of war because they, they still considered Texas. You know, part of them. Of course, if somebody just comes in and just like takes your right land, like, it's te- like, hey, yeah, I get it. Like Texans, they're like, oh no, we're we're independent, but, but they wanted to be part of America. Yeah, in the end, at first they wanted you know to have their own Republic of Texas, and they're like, no, let's be part of America anyway. Uh, so this pretty much started the the Mexican American War, you know, and that that lasted for several years, and and it. This this is the war where a lot of the the, the generals and soldiers who fight fought against each other in the Civil War, they fought it with each other in this war against so, the Mexicans. Right. Wow. And then they would go on to fight against each other in the isn't Civil that, War. Isn't that just a parable though of how we can be enemies one moment yet if we share a common enemy? Right. All the past goes out the window. Oh, bank always making points that everybody <laughs> already knows. So yeah, that's 1845. Okay. Uh, in 1840, dude, James K. Polk. Yeah, he 18... was the president. Yes, I love Polk, <laughs> dude. He's my, he's my dude. Really? A lot of people don't like him. Young Hickory. Yeah, he came after um, what was his name? Old Hickory. He's on the twenty dollar bill. Jackson, Jackson. yeah. So he, so Jackson, pretty much like, yeah, exactly. Young Hickory, uh, James K. Polk. Well, I'll tell you what he did. He was the one who was pushing Manifest Destiny, man. He well, was, they all did at that point. This guy really was though, more than more than others. Like he was the one who took uh, California. He took Texas. Like this guy was the one who like completed it. And I think I said. Uh, the the Texas American War started in 1845. I'm not sure if I said that or not. It actually started in 1846. Amer- America 
annexed Texas in 1845. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it took about a year for this war to kick off. Okay, gontra, gontra. 1845 is the annexation. <laughs> yep. Which is just like, we're taking your land, and then 1846, yep. war kicks off. Yep. Yeah, so James Polk was president. Uh, here's some here's some quick uh, facts. James K. God, I love that guy. And uh, Mormons, led by Brigham Young, they began their their migration into Utah at this point and during this year. Um, the Liberty Bell was cracked in 1846 after being rung for Washington's birthday. Um, and Americans in in Sonoma County, California, they also declared independence. After against Mexico after seeing what uh, Texans had done. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. In an armed uh, revolt known as the Bear Flag Revolt. Now, why? Uh, what was it that was causing these revolutions to uh, or revolts to go off against the Mexican government at the same time? Was it just coincidence or was that? Like, it was, I mean, it was the government. I just figured. There was a guy, I forget his name, I should have wrote it down, he was important. Fremont, it was his last name, I don't remember what his first name was. He was pretty much sent by Polk to talk the American settlers in California into uh, revolting. Oh yeah, that makes sense to me. So yeah, there were 28 states. I think the 29th would be added at the end of the year. But I can't remember what state that would have been. Um... So yeah, there was the Oregon and, you know, the, uh, the, or- the Western territories of Oregon and the Mexican territory of California. So they weren't officially states, but... James K. Polk built an independent treasury. I did not know that or read about that at all. That's just something that he did. <laughs> I think the first uh, telegram was sent between um, Washington, D.C. and... Philadelphia, I don't know. I should have, I should have looked it up. It, it wasn't too far away, but he annexed the mat, the lands, and he, yeah, he did. He annexed them. Annexed. No, I like annexed better. Annexed. Yeah, let's annexed. just say that. I think annex. All right, but it's it's not really important. That's that's <laughs> just a backdrop. This this annexing of land is just a backdrop. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Of the the real story. Let's not get bogged down in the minutia. So, we're talking about the Donner Party here. Whoa! And this, the Donner Party... Wait, big shift, big shift. Yeah, big shift. Ready. And we're back! Almost canon What's podcast! Up? Nick Billiards, Bang Roberts, we're here at John. The Donner Party. D-Parts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. the D-Parts. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start brand new. So have you ever played the Oregon Trail on the, the computer? You know, like in computer class at school? Of course I have. All right. That's pretty much what this is. The Donner Party. Wait. not going to Oregon. Wait, stop, stop. What? Just give me a moment to remember Oregon Trail. You would often just get bogged down if you didn't and you upgrade would, your, your, um, your cart. You would often die of dysentery. Dysentery. It was a real. That's what happened. It was to me really most bleak. Of the time. <laughs> you barely even made it to the end, dude. Yeah, it was, and that's how it was in real life too. Well, I guess, mm-hmm. bravo to Oregon Trail then. So yeah, 
the Donner Party. They're not going to Oregon. They're going to, to California. Okay, okay. For, to, to Cali. Okay, gone. Gotcha. But they're going to follow the... Uh, from where, though? From where? So they're they're leaving from... Let's see here. Uh, 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 Springfield, Illinois. Oh, hello. <clears throat> Home of Lincoln, who actually almost left with them. I think that... However... What? Oh, it's not Illinois. It's Illinois. Sorry. Yeah, Lincoln almost left with them. However, Mary Todd was like, no, we are not crossing what? the state. Wait, okay, stop. Yeah, Lincoln stop was good. the go- presses, we have news. What <laughs> did you just say? Lincoln almost went with the Donner Party to California. He was supposed to be... A- this was before he was in politics, back when he was just a lawyer. That just, how can you verify that? So the Donner Party is made up of... Uh, George and Jacob Donner. In the, in the beginning, they're just two families going to, to uh, Independence, Missouri. And that'd be the Donners and the Reeds. And uh, Lincoln was good friends with James Reed. He's one of the, you know, he's the head of, of the second family. He had filed for, for um, bankruptcy and Lincoln had helped him, you know, set some money aside so he could buy land in California. Okay. And he was going to leave with them, but Mary Todd was like, no, we are not going. And then he, he went into politics after that instead and became president. So wow, it's probably a good thing he didn't go. That is a, uh, a concise and, uh, um, yep, you just took us right to it, the, uh, the logical conclusion. <laughs> Anywho, they were on their way from Springfield, to Illinois to Cali. Yeah. But first they were, they were, they were going to stop in Independence, Missouri. Oh, this was like where Independence, you left. Missouri. Yeah, this this was the starting point of all wagon wagon trains head, heading west. Um, but but before we get into that, I just want to mention that George and Jacob Donner, as well as as Reed, they read this book by this author named Lansford Hastings called The Immigrant's Guide to Oregon and California. And it just pretty much talked about how the lands in California was, you know, the most beautifulest you'd have ever seen. And you could grow the best farming and the most plants and vegetables and whatever the hell you wanted to. It paints it as a uh, like, utopia. Yeah, milk and honey. Um, yeah. And so they read this book and they're like, oh, wow, this sounds so good. We got to go. And they also read about this little shortcut in the book. Just keep that in mind. And they're like, they oh, wow. About, we, okay, so... They're like, we should take this when we get to that that point. Why would this book describe a shortcut? What does that mean? Was it like a nice... Path? It was like Lansford Hastings shortcut. It was it was called the Hastings Cutoff. It was supposed to, to cut off like 300 miles or something. Okay, I okay, I get you. You know, save some time because it, it would take a while. Totally with you, brother. Um. So, yeah, they were going to Missouri... Independence, Missouri. Independence, and they were gonna meet up. I got it. Sorry, I gotta find find it here. Um, Nick Billiards. I know. I'm all over the map. I think you're better off with your notebooks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay, it's right here. So right. May 10th. I got a time. I got a timeline too, and this timeline is provided by uh, 
a study.com article on You're good, man. You're on good. Donner. He's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. What? He's got the skills. He's paying off right now. So yeah, May 10th. Uh Donner, the Donner family and and the Reed family, they arrive in Independence, Missouri, and they join a wagon train led by Colonel William Henry Russell. W.H. Russell. Yeah. Well, isn't that interesting? And this guy was also a friend of Reed's. And they had fought together in, in the, the, I think it was the Black Hawk War. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of, like, you know, a war against Native Americans. Okay. Um, on June 27th, they arrive at, at Fort L- Laramie. It's like a a popular trading post in southeastern Wyoming. Uh, Arrival at what fort now? Uh, Laramie. There you go. Fort Laramie. Works for me. Yeah, so this was like, this was the way you went. Everyone would pass by this this point. Uh, July, so that was June 27th. July 19th, the Russell Party... And and the the Donner Party, you know, they're in the Russell Party right now, so they reach this point where those who want to take the Hastings cut off would need to separate. Uh-huh. Uh, Jacob and George Donner, along with Reed, they try to convince as many people, you know, that are within this this bigger this bigger Russell Party to follow them down the Hastings cut off. They're like, oh, you'll save so much more time, you know. We'll get there, you know, a month sooner. Oh, take the uh, road less traveled, friend. You you will find it'll often get you places that you never thought you'd get you before. <laughs> you'd never get he before. But that's not the accent they would have, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, in this, this was when the the uh, the potato famine is going on. So there are a lot of Irish immigrants. Oh, boy, I had a- but they're more on the east coast, not so much in. In the Midwest. That's Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> I do want, not want to steal that. All right. So that's July 19th. July 27th, the newly formed Donner Party, and it's, it's got 20 wagons. Whoa, July 2-7. Yeah, there's 20 wagons, newly 87 formed people. Donner Party. There's, 80, there's 87. I think there was like 90-something of them, but five of them ended up dying well, like, how many was, on the route just how, randomly. But how many did they set off with? Uh, it was like 91. Oh. They originally had 91, oh, yeah. but 87 okay. is what like people like really talk about. Okay, fine. It's like, okay. Yeah, like five of them, a couple of them died of, uh, um, like James Reed's mother-in-law died of, of consumption mid-route, mid-route. A couple of the other ones died of consumption. Someone, someone's f- uh, feet pra- practically fell off. <laughs> And they left it behind. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Um, I just, I, I'm sorry. So I don't want to laugh at that. July 27th, this, this, is funny. this newly formed Donner Party, they reach this place called Fort Bridger. And they're supposed to le- meet with Lansford Hastings. The That's author- not funny. You can't say that Fort Bridger is funny. I did it. Is it like, Okay. So they're supposed to meet Lansford Hastings at this fort. The guy who wrote the guy who wrote the book, chill, dude. <laughs> um, 
But he had he had left with a different wagon train. Okay, okay, just, just relax. Like in this this is this is stuff we're gonna have to blow through. Like this isn't really. Okay, important. just go then. Go, go. Because this isn't the story. This is just explains like what happened, really. Well, don't just act like you're reading it, then, man. Give it some fucking depth. I'm just trying to blow through it really fast. And be Fine, like, do it. All right. So Lansford Hastings, he already left Fort Bridger. You know, he was, they were supposed to meet up with them, but he was like, no, I can't wait any longer. I got to go. Uh, and this Fort Bridger is is owned by, did you ever see that movie, The Revenant with, with Leonardo of course, DiCaprio? man. He got uh, attacked his, by the bear. He got his first justifiable Academy <laughs> yeah. Award for that movie. Yeah. So the teenager kid in that movie who, who like, was like, I'll look after Leonardo, you know, the guy, Glass. That guy grows up to be the dude who owns Fort Bridger in real life. But Okay, so anyway. How about... Yeah. Sometime in August, they discover a letter left by Hastings and some sagebrush telling them that that the original Hastings cutoff is impassable. Don't go that way. Uh, He's like... He, on this letter, he, le- he leaves a note. He's like, send some riders forward. Come find me. I'll tell you the real, you know, the new way to go. So like, oh, fine, whatever. They sent Reed and a couple other guys off. Uh, they end up finding Hastings. He's he's about to cross the Great Salt Lake Flats. He's got 200 immigrants with him. He's like, I cannot come back with you. But yeah, this is all just like boring, getting ready to go stuff. No, I got you. I'm with you. So pretty much what happens, the Donner Party, they get fucked over. They spend way more time than they ever should have, like a month longer crossing. Uh, they have to cross this mountain range where they literally have to make their own road. Okay. They have to cut down trees, move boulders. They're making their own road through uh, through this, I don't know, you know, this mountain pass. And then they spend, they have to travel 80 miles across the desert where they lose all sorts of, of livestock. Wow. Okay. Wagons. We're going over the mountains and across a desert? Yeah. The Great Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, mud flats. Is this a shortcut or just a... It's not a shortcut. It it's adds, a real death wish. It adds 120 extra miles. So this lands for Hastings guys. He had never actually traveled this route. He looked at a map and was like, oh, if they go that way, it just looks easier. So... That brings us to October 31st. Okay. The Donner Party, they were on the right trail now. They're back on the California Trail. They're trying to make a push for for Truckee Pass. So you've got to get over this mountain pass into Bear Valley, and then you're home free, you know? Okay. And they knew all this? They, I mean, they, they knew where the They pa- kind of knew where they were. Okay. So yeah, they're like, oh my god, we're almost there. It starts to snow. Oh no. Yeah. No, um, I'm sorry. And I hate to just make you double back here, but how long have they been on? So they they left Fort Bridger at the end of July. July to October. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So it would have been like in the beginning of the cup, you know, like September 1st or something that they they left Fort Bridger because they were there on the 27th. They stayed for a couple of days <clears throat> and then they had to build their own sh- fucking road through the, the wilderness. But yeah, October 31st, they get stuck in a snowstorm uh, due to a slippery trail. George Donner's wagon breaks an axle and they get stuck behind. 
the rest of uh, the Donner Party. They keep going. Wait, wait, just say that again. So, you know, the trail's slippery now. Yes. Uh, George Donner's wagon breaks an axle. Yeah. You know, so they had to stop and fix it. So they're like cutting down a tree in the woods to fashion a new axle. But did you say some some the other party had moved on? Yeah, the rest of the party they're 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 still going. That's what frightens so me. So nobody waited for him, uh, and George ends up cutting his hand. It's not like a huge cut or anything. Uh, oh no! And then the the Breens, the Keysbergs, and the Eddies, the Eddies and the Reeds, and the Graves family. Oh Jesus! There's there's a lot of them. So there, let me let me say this again. There's the Breen's family, the Keysbergs family, the Eddies, the Reeds. Are these all the cannibals that you're reading out now? These, this is the families that traveled with the that are, make up the Donner Party. So there's the Donners who are five. They end up being five miles behind the rest of the, the pack. So there's the Breen's, their family, the Keysbergs, the Eddies, the Reeds. Um, this would have been James Reeds family however james he got exiled from the crew back i remember that back when they were crossing the mud flaps because they stabbed a guy to death we were talking about that were we not probably at work yeah maybe okay so yeah he stabbed a guy to death <laughs> okay and he actually yeah he got exiled but his family was allowed to stay and he actually rode straight into california they gave him a horse and he made it to california that's awesome uh there's yeah, so that was the Reeds. There's the Graves family and the Murphys family. I love Graves. And the Graves are actually originally from Vermont. No shit. Yeah. Um, My favorite Graves is Adam Graves, who is a left winger for the New York Rangers. I didn't even know that. In their Stanley Cup winning '94 season. Ooh, that was a while ago. It was. So they will bring the cup home someday. Hooray, hooray. So yeah, these guys, these families, there's, they're, they're five miles ahead of, of the Donners at this point. So they, they're on the, the banks of this Truckee Lake. So they're passing, they're passing Truckee Lake. They can see, you know, Truckee Pass, which is kind of like a break in the mountains a little bit. Um, and the the Breens, the Keysbergs and the Eddies, they they try to make this push up the mountain. They're like, we can make it. The snow's not that bad. We can make it. They're unable to make it. They turn around. They go back to Truckee Lake. That's heartbreaking, right? They just try and try to get up the mountain. It won't. Yeah, it won't yield. Nope. Now they remind me of um, the the Fellowship of the Nine <laughs> after setting out from. The House of Elrond. I guess you could look at it that way. Do yeah. you not see the similarities? Uh, you might see the similarities a little a little later on. They tried to go up the hill, but they found the pass was impassable. Right. So, and it it's it's Halloween. Uh, it's October thirty first, and it's not supposed to snow until mid November. Crud. Even in December. Crud. So they're like, we'll just wait at Truckee Lake. I don't get my snow tires on in time. <laughs> and then I'm fucked and you're fucked. Right. I know. I got to get my wife's snow tires put on. Like, I'm not ASAP. saying this is you, dude. I'm just. But anyway, so they're like, let's wait it out. This can't last very long. We'll be able to try again tomorrow. 
the day after, and we'll make it. We're almost there. Um, by the next day, they're completely snowed in. It's just blanketed, five feet of snow. One night. F. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're screwed. Every once in a while, I'll just say like something like F. <laughs> right? Because that's like the best thing I can do. F. <laughs> it's like F. Um. So yeah, five feet of snow, one night. F feet of F. Luck- <laughs> Luckily, there were three cabins already Luckily. constructed. I, I don't know. This is kind of good luck. I, I just want to say fuck after all those Fs. So it's kind of funny. Not really. Um, yeah. So there's there's three cabins already constructed on the banks of Truckee Lake, and these families, um, they're like, yes, we can take advantage of these. And the Donners, they're still they're five miles back along along Alden Creek. Um, so yes, there's these three cabins at the mouth. Of the Truckee Lake, so it's at the bottom of the lake, and they become home for these six families of 60 people. These three cabins, 60 people. 19 men, 12 women, and 29 children, six of which are babies. No shit. The two Donner families, five miles below, uh, George and Jacob Donner, they're they're down at this place called Alden Creek. I love them all already. They sound so cool. (laughs) They build tents and makeshift cabins out of their wagons. Fuck yeah. And they house 21 people, six men, three women, 12 children. That's cute and cool also. Yeah. So November 4th, this brings us to November 4th. It begins to snow again. (gasps) And it snows for eight days straight. Why do they get such snowstorms? I don't. Right? It's just one storm after the other. Just poor luck. Uh, So food ran short, was running short. They were able to catch. They weren't able to catch any lake trout for some reason. They didn't know how, apparently. But lake Mr. trout? How do you catch lake trout, Nick? Tell with me. a fucking fishing pole. It's not that hard. And some worms. Like I was catching lake trout when I was two years old. Is it good eating? Them are good eating. I mean, I got to imagine back then before fucking Whitey took over. <laughs> I bet those There's were probably real good still eating. some good fish in the ponds. I don't know. I'm not actually don't eat fish, so I don't either. Uh, I refuse to, Mister Eddie. Unless this is some really good sushi. Yeah, no, I don't even need that. Gotta have sushi. So Mister Eddie was able to kill a black bear, but for, you know he was able to kill a black bear, but for some reason he wasn't able to to catch any fish. He killed a black bear. Yeah, that's a big kill. Yeah, but it wouldn't last long. A black bear is about. You know, 200 to 400 pounds. Yeah. Probably back in the day, it was more, more like 400-ish. Uh, what did you do with it? Get all the good meat off of it and then... Yeah, I mean, they got everything they could off of it. Okay. Uh, and by this time, the last, of their ox, the last of their oxen are beginning to die of starvation. <laughs> can I just tell this one really perverted Dan Men's joke right now? I guess so. <laughs> He's like... No, I can't do it. Never mind. Go on. Go on. Go All right. On. So the last of their oxen are starting to die. I have to edit that. Uh, and they're they're stacking their frozen corpses for you know to eat later on. Okay. Uh, it was recorded. You know, it's recorded at this point that Mister Graves charges Mrs. Reed because it's only Mrs. Reed and her kids. James Reed got banished. Oh. Uh, Graves charges Mrs. Reed twenty five dollars for a dead frozen ox. 
That that had started death when that was the usual price for two healthy oxen. Which I found to be like that's kind of dickish when you're stuck. You're you're literally frozen in. So some they have a person who's selling meat there? I mean this one guy so all these families are in a wagon train, you know. They all bring their own supplies. Okay. So I'm sure this guy had, like, some extra oxen and shit with him. I'm with you. And he's... I just found... I find that kind of mean, you know. They're stuck together, and this guy's sell, selling his oxen for $25. But Like, come on, give it to the lady, for Christ's right. sake. Why wouldn't he just spread the wealth? Right. Wealth, wealth and... Um, There's the a meat. lot of that not going on. In this wagon train. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, that's too bad, man. Hmm. Because there's probably bad blood and small, small petty resentments that yeah, you know, I don't we know. are all prey to as human beings. So around November 10th, another storm comes through, and this one lasts an entire week. Oh, God. Yeah, and so several tr- smaller trips. It's just more and more. Yeah, just more and more snow. And wow. so it's like several smaller groups, they're trying to they're trying to. Uh, to cross this path. They're like, we can't make it all together. Maybe we can make it on foot. And so they're, they're Ooh. going, they all have to turn back. It's too much snow. Oh, wow. So it snowed five feet the first day. Did by this have, point, um, did they have snowshoes? <laughs> not, not at this point. They didn't oh. have snowshoes with them. They didn't think they would need snowshoes. They thought they'd be clear of the I snow. I mean, I don't think then. that's a stupid question, but it's also, no, I mean, like- it's not, they, but they didn't think they'd, they would see any snow at, you know, the, at least they hoped. Uh, this kid named Patrick Breen, he's one of the, the Breen children. He would, he would start to keep a journal mainly. Wait, can to, I say something? Yep. Breen kind of sounds like brain. <laughs> like Patrick maybe they have brain. A big, maybe they have a big brain. Brain. That could be it. Do your know. thing from that movie. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it, dude. I can do it. Rachel. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying that earlier to my kid and he was freaking him out. Yeah, dude. It's so good to freak kids out with. Uh, so, yeah. Patrick Breen, he's re- he's keeping a journal. Uh, he, you know, he's writing that the cabins, they're so they're filthy. They're, they're so dirty. You know, they're filled with this hot, stale air and filth. Nobody can get out. They're literally, the doors are snowed shut. Yo. Yeah, so, you know, there's these huge group. There's 60 people to three cabins. They're all stuck in there. No. Uh, so they they start eating like ox hide strips. So they're they're skinning these ox, and they're cutting strips. Okay. Yeah. Um, that doesn't seem that bad. Still. Well, they're boiling this stuff, and it's turning into this like goopy, gooey goose shit. And I they're don't eating want that. that. No. And they're boiling the horse and ox bones okay, okay, so stop, much stop, that... Stop it. No, I, I got I, it. I can't. I hate it now. They're boiling these bones down so many times to make soup that they're they're so fragile that they're just... I won't. I can't. I practically can't. melting in their mouths. Nick. They're just breaking apart. I don't often say this, but it's time to... Um, it's going to get worse. Ew. This is nothing. This is nothing. I swear to God... We're not going to continue this stream. <laughs> we have to. Why? Okay, okay it, won't get, it won't get too much worse. But listen, it's Thanksgiving. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how much you hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you want to come out of here and just like... 
<laughs> get super detailed. <laughs> All right, Dude, I won't I get. Can't. I won't get super detailed. Why do you have to do this? I won't get super detailed. I want to know why you have to do this. I just thought that since Nico, Thanksgiving, you have nice, you. beautiful it's meals, and these guys were eating <laughs> these nice, beautiful, beautiful meals that just go together. You're a sadist. Peanut butter and jelly. I'm scared of you. <laughs> what have I created? What are you? All right, I won't. I'll. I'll be light on the details. But just don't get crazy, man. All right, I, w- I won't. Nobody I won't. wants to hear that. This is. Remember, dude. Disney is gonna buy this podcast in like right five minutes. So just keep okay, it. Okay, I'll keep it. I'm gonna stop saying the effing fucking threat word, death word. <laughs> just say f. F. All right. So the, just kidding. Just kidding. So yeah, they're eating this really gross stuff. Ew. This is how desperate. I mean, it just it just shows how desperate they are. Wait, what are they eating? It's like boiled shit. Yeah, they're just boiling down. You know, anything that's anything made of like meat and got like some protein on it. Yeah, pretty much. That's so sad. Yeah, and the Murphy children they they would pick apart their oxen hide rug. Mm. And roast it over the fire before mm. eating it. Mm, mm, mm. This, is, like, this is where I go. Um, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that sounds like. I, I mean, should... it, it just goes to show how desperate these people are. It sounds pretty good. If you throw some salt on there, did they have salt at least? I don't know. I, w- I would assume they did because they'd have to salt their whatever provisions they got throughout the trip. Like so if they're hunting, they would need to salt whatever they. They had salt. I would imagine so. But a lot, a lot of their stuff is also under feet of snow. Okay. Whatever they didn't get into the cabins before the, you know, the first few days of snow is like it's gone now. Like all those oxen that they had started to stack, buried. You know they're having to dig everything out, and they're already so weak. You know that a lot of them can, are, you know, are just beginning to barely be able to move. Like they're starting to really feel it. But would they really have stockpiled that many animals? I mean. If they're prey? dying of starvation, like all the animals they brought with them, they're, they're, those animals are not able to eat. You know, they can't eat the grass that would have been around because there's just covered in snow. I suppose I'm with you. <clears throat> so there's, you know, they're practically saving all this stuff. But uh, so this brings us to to December, the beginning of December. Okay. Uh, it's discovered that Wait. Jacob Donner. Actually, Nick. Yep. Can we take a quick break? Yep. I need to stand up for one sec. <laughs> okay. Open up the wind stove and get some fresh air in this piece. And it's almost canon with Nikki B and Becky R. We'll be right back. I know I am you. I know I am blue. I know I am blue. I know I And welcome back. Yo, what's up? Almost canon. Chip. I think we left off in December. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I just I went on a journey, a personal journey, and nobody has to know about it. Anyway, <laughs> we're in December. Oh, we 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 heard that journey. It was it was quite beautiful, actually. I liked it. I think I I even learned something from that journey. So, we're in December now. Whoa. Uh, it's discovered that Jacob Donner, 
who was who was uh, George Donner's uh, younger brother, was dead. He had died, along with three of his of the drivers he had hired. Okay. Um, Jacob's dead. Yeah. Some people. Some people from from Truckee Lake were able to to stagger the five miles down, and the five miles back, to check out the the Donner camp. No one had really been down there yet. They weren't sure what to expect. Um. And George Donner, who had cut his hand back in October, making the uh, yeah. the axle for his... I remember the hand injury. All right, it's so in... now it's infected. Oh, of course it is. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen <laughs> to it. God damn it. His hand is... Because you made mention of it. Is infected. And like the... Yeah, it's like Chekhov's infected <laughs> hand. <laughs> Nick, you're smarter than you know. <laughs> you're smarter than that was amazing. Um, Everybody give props <laughs> to Nicholas sometimes. He does a really good job. All right. He does a really good job, my grandson. Nicholas Billiards. Whoa. Sorry. Okay. All right. Mrs. Reed uh, and her daughters, along with, with this, this servant girl named Milt Elliot. You're kind of an asshole, though, for doing that. Why? You knew. You knew. I did. <laughs> yeah. You knew. I was trying to be sneaky, you know. <laughs> it worked out good, I thought. That was good. So yeah, these these girls, they they're like, "Screw this. We're we're walking out of here." Um Right, right. Oh my god. And they take down their oxhide roof and they're going to use this as food on on their hike out, but they they are unable to make it and when they return uh, Mr. Graves, the guy who had who had sold them the the ox, the dead ox. Yeah, he's like, I'm here to collect my debt, and he takes the fucking. Hey, what's up with me? I'm here to collect my debt. I'm here to collect. collect. Yeah, he I says was like the Rocky boys. He the says, I need my debt. I want my. I can't. I can't do a Sylvester voice. Yeah, what's the word? What's the life? He, he, he wants his ox hide. He wants the ox hide. The, the last no, of their I food. No, the ox hide. The last thing I want is food. Yeah. So he he, ta- he wants his debt. He wants to collect this on this twenty five dollars, and he takes the the ox hide roof they were going to use for food, Whoa. the last of their food. He this guy just takes it. This guy's an asshole. Is it weird that I feel like we've already said these words before? And yeah, it's kind of weird. Deja vu, huh? I, okay. Just want to make sure that wasn't. No, no, I, I didn't say that. I don't think. Uh, and this brings us to December sixteenth. And this saw the formation of a group known as the Forlorn Hope Party. Forlorn. I got a definition on that. If you're I wondering. love that already, man. I know. It's got a good ring to it. So for, Forlorn, it's it's like pitifully sad uh, and yes. abandoned or yes. lonely. I'm so on board. Brought to you by dictionary.com. And Forlorn Hope is like... That's a that's a, it's got a good ring to it. It's so far beyond hope, but then they still put the word hope. Right, it's got a good ring to it. It's a good it's like eighteen. So it's a good good nineteenth century. I'm so happy name. that you introduced that to my vocabulary. Yeah, the the forlorn hope party. Whoa! And it it consists of seventeen able bodied men, women, and children. And when I say able bodied, seventeen able bodied men. You, Women, women, and <laughs> children, children. Yeah, and when I say able-bodied, I just mean they're able to walk. 
So most of the people at this point, I mean, that's like they can't move. They're they're not moving. Whoa! I had a major case of deja vu right there. That's why I went so slow. That's weird. It really was, dude. I felt like two in a row. I felt like it was from our last episode. Are you sure you're not having a stroke? Uh, Maybe an aneurysm. I think I do have a series of minor strokes probably pretty much every couple days. (laughs) Shit. And it's not even something that I really care about, but I just love to do it. Oh, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should mention this, but I'm gonna. You know what? Something really scary happened to me the other day. What? All right. So my wife had a seizure. That hurts. And it was fucking scary as shit. It was probably... (laughs) One of the second scariest things that ever happened to me in my whole life. <laughs> she's all right, though. <laughs> all right, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's fine now. But it was scary at the time. Oh, shit. I'm down to 20% battery. All right. So, the Forlorn Hope Party. Uh, let's see. Shit, I lost my spot. I like the Forlorn Hope Party, though, man. That's fucking... Hot nomenclature. All right, so here we go. Yeah, they take six days worth of light rations with them. So they only have six days of, like, barely anything. A couple pistols, a rifle. No, I'm not down with that. A single rifle, and each member, they get a blanket. And they're carrying one single hatchet. I'll just continue with the story here. Yes, of course you can, but... All right. So yeah, so they got these guns, these these rifles, these wait, pistols. Wait, 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 wait. So yeah, so they got these these two pistols, this rifle. Each each member they got a blanket, and they take a single hatchet that they're gonna use for like fire starting, you know, c- cut kindling and stuff. And this is when they break out the snowshoes. So they bring sixteen pairs of snowshoes. There's seven. I think there were seventeen of them. They only have sixteen snowshoes. And they're they they're dismantling their wagons. They're using the the ox bows of these wagons uh, as snowshoe frames, and uh, they're using the the rawhide as well. Um. So yeah, that's the forlorn hope. There's 17 of these these half dead people. Okay. And they're gonna try to walk out. They're like, we're going. You know, we're either gonna die here. We're gonna die on the way. Let's go. They're heading over Chucky Pass. They're I gonna like go that. into Bear Valley. Can They're I making it? it. And the snow is twelve feet deep by now. And the snow is twelve feet deep. And so that was on December sixteenth. This brings us to December nineteenth. Uh, most of the Forlorn Hope members they've become partially snow blind. They're they're on their way to full blindness at this point. Um, and this is a condition caused by the sun's rays bouncing off the, the white snow. Okay. And it's literally burnt. It literally burns your eyes. So it's like sunburn in your eyes. So there's this guy named Charles Stanton. He, he was in the group. Uh, he sits down to rest and he never gets back up. He's like, you guys go ahead. I'll be right there. I'm going to rest for a minute. I'll be right there. And the search parties. They find his bones the next year. They find my bones. Or this the salvage party that comes through later on. Salvage party next year. Yeah, they find his bones right where he sat. I found a bone. And so this brings us to December twenty second. All right. So this brings us to December twenty second. Uh, 
they become lost for several days. Oh, God. And this guy, Patrick Dolan. Can anything ever go well for them? No. I ask you. <laughs> I've asked him once not, or twice. Not yet, at least. Uh, this guy, Patrick Dolan, he he suggests that uh, they that someone volunteers to die and that they can now eat them. No! This is when the first mention of cannibalism no! comes into play. I won't. Yeah. I dare not eat a fellow human. From everything that I've ever read or heard, it tastes like uh, ham. Long pig. Yeah, long pig. That's oh, what they call it I in the caramba. jungles. Long pig. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So Patrick Dolan, this guy, he's like, one of us needs to die. Uh, so some of them, they're trying to figure out, you know, who's going to die? How are we going to do this? Uh, and then this other guy, William Henry, he's just like, well, why don't we just keep walking until one of us dies? They're like, okay. Oh, God. Uh, so the uh, another blizzard would start. Yeah, they're just like, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. So this, this blizzard comes in, and they're stuck where they are. And this, this guy named Antonio and this other guy, uh, Franklin Graves, one of the Graves families, they're the first to die. Uh, and then this Patrick Dolan guy, the guy who's like, one of us needs to die. Uh, this guy, he goes crazy. He loses his mind. He starts taking off his clothes. Uh, and this, you know, some people believe he, he was, he had, he was, uh, you know, from frostbite. He was paradoxically undressing. So his body had been, his extremities were, were so cold. And now they're, they're suddenly being flooded with blood, heating them up. Now he's like, I'm so hot. I got to take my clothes off. He takes his clothes off. He runs into the woods. Oh goodness. He comes back several hours later and then dies. We talked about him a little bit after that. Yeah. This is the guy who's like, one of us needs to die. So we can eat each other. Yeah. So he, this guy ends up dying. Uh, so he basically sacrificed himself. Right. The surviving members, they, they cut the flesh from Dolan's body that night and they start cooking him. Uh, and then this is kind of gruesome. So they, they do that that night and the next morning. There's three of them now. There's the Dolan and there's these two other guys. The next day, they're literally removing the innards. You know, they're eating those first as they're the first to go bad. Yeah, and they're packing the rest of this meat no! for later. All right, I guess if you're that hungry for that long, then why not, dude? Enjoy. Enjoy some human. Oh, and I, I guess there was four of them. There was another one. There was a Lemuel Murphy, a, one of the Murphy family members. He, he died that night after Dolan. Oh, God. So there's four of them. And they're why stripping I- these these people. Yeah. And so, so these guys, they were gone for almost a month before seven. There's only seven members left. They're out of, out of 17. Ten of them have died. Uh, these seven members, they, they stumble into a Native American settlement. And they're so... They're so... Um, this forlorn hope group, they're so dirty and malnourished that these Native Americans, they think that these guys are monsters. They run off. They're like, oh my God. Wow, there's, you know, there's these beasts from the woods. They scare the shit out of them. But they eventually come back, you know, and they, they feed these... These starving people, oh, some, wow. a couple things, and then they. So es- it was like a peaceful tribe that, right? Yeah, they happen to come across because they they escort six of them stay behind and they escort William Eddy to a small farming community at the edge of Sacramento Valley. So I mean, they they bring them this forlorn hope group the rest of the way to civilization, 
And this is when the rescue party kicks in, right? There's still like over 60 people stuck oh, at the lake. Oh, okay. this, was, this was only a couple of them. Yeah, so they, they bring Eddie to this, this farming community. Uh, rescuers go. They get the rest of the, the six others that were up at this, this Native American village, bringing them back. You know, they slowly nurse them back. But this, this is when the rescue party begins. So, there's James Reed, the guy who stabbed the other guy to death and was banished. There's rescue parties. These were just farmers. You know, why they didn't have to go rescue these people. Oh, wow. And I should have got a mileage on how many miles it was between, you know, their village, their community, and this lake. I, I didn't get that, but I should have. Not more than 10? No, I, I want to say it's like 30 miles. Wow. And these guys, yeah. So it's take, it takes them several days of walking just to get to this lake. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 30 miles. And this is, this is another reason why Thanksgiving, man, like, you know? Why you hate it so much? No, why I thought this would go with Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. These guys are getting much like, much like the, uh, um, the pilgrims of old. These settlers are getting help from these these people who have lived on this land for, you know, decades. So so there's James Reed, the guy who was banished. He had he had made it into Bear Valley. He was just chilling there, waiting for his family to come over from Chuggy Lake. And he's like, "Damn it, something's happened." And so this guy, uh, he's been waiting at this place called Sutter's Fort. It's like, so when they come over the, the pass, they would pass right through Sutter's Fort. Uh, and he's been waiting there. And um, he knows something happened to his family. And he gathers a search party. He goes up in, the, in there trying to find where they are. He's, he's, he's unsuccessful. He comes back down. He has to wait for, for more people to to help him but he hasn't heard about he hasn't heard about uh this eddie the eddie guy who made it in the forlorn party he hasn't heard of him yet so there's another group of farmers who 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 actually make it too you know eddie he kind of tells them exactly where they are okay so yeah after gathering a small group there's seven rescuers initially um because the rest pretty much the rest of california Pretty much the rest of California is, uh, you know, they're fighting with this Fremont guy in the, the Mexican-American War. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of people left around to just, you I know. see. I understand. So, yeah. So there's seven of them. And they head out on February 18th to Truckee Lake. So, yeah, these guys, they're, they, uh. Oh, so I guess they make it to Chucky Lake on February 18th. They leave. When do they leave? I guess I didn't write that part down. So they they make it to Chucky Lake, these seven rescuers on February 18th. And they're like yelling. They're like, they're like, daughter party. Where are you? Where are you? We're here to save you. And this lady pops up out of the snow, this hole in the snow. And she's like, are you men from California or do you come from heaven? And that's a quote. They quoted her saying that. Are you from California or heaven? Yeah. That's adorable. Uh, and apparently the smell was so bad. Overpowering. Um, but each cabin is completely buried in snow. Uh, the members at truck, the, mem- the 60 members that were left at Truckee Lake, they were, they were unaware that the, you know, the forlorn hope party had ever made it. 
but this 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 group of rescuers they were definitely made aware that that whoever was alive at Chucky Lake had you know they had most likely taken part of of cannibalism all right so these seven rescuers they find 13 dead bodies buried in the snow around the cabin's roofs and there's bodies there's um pictures there's pictures taken in 1866 that show trees that are cut off yeah and these trees they're cut about 10 feet in the air and this is because the snow was you know was at least that high you often tell me i should go take my meds and lay down (laughs) I think it's one of those times, Grandpa. <laughs> You're losing it. You, you don't know your meds shit. today. Nicholas, you? you don't... Just shush. You don't know shit. All right, so three members of the rescue party. They make it down to Alder Creek, where uh, the Donner families are. Um, and they bring back nearly four dead children and three adults. Um, and this one of the Donner girls would later write that such pain and misery as I endured that day is beyond description. As, as you know, from having to walk this five miles, half dead, to Truckee Lake. Oh my goodness, that sounds horrific. Yeah. And, and George Donner's cut hand is now, um, is, is gone, gang green now. Uh, and it has spread to his arm, so it's not just his hand; it is now his arm, and he is unable to move because of the pain. And they they leave twelve people at Alder Creek. So the seven rescuers they they bring out twenty three people, uh, and they they left some food behind with the remaining twenty one people so they, at Truckee Lake. The rescuers, yes. Yeah, so they bring out 23 people, they leave some food behind, and they also leave 21 people at Truckee Lake and 12 at Alder Creek. They're almost they're almost all out. This brings us to sometime around February 24th. So they got there on, uh, I think it was like February 18th. Uh, they leave, they're walking back out, so it, this is about 30 miles, it takes several days, somewhere around the 24th. The rescue team itself becomes uh, uh, lost in the snow. They had food that they had set aside in caches, and that was that had become eaten by animals. Um, they're like, shit, now we gotta go foodless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're like, fuck, now we got no food either. Um I mean, it's pretty much like back and forth. Like, these guys, they're going up, rescuing some people, they're coming back. They're going up, rescuing some people, they're coming back. Like, they do it three times. So they send three rescue parties back to Chucky Lake to rescue these Donners. I guess I understand. This group of people. Because they can't take them all out at once. Half the people can't even move. You know, half the people are almost dead. They're just trying to rescue these people, as many as they can at one time. Um, So, yeah. In this first party, rescue party, uh, John John Denton and, and Ada Kiesberg, they would die. And, and Ada's mother would refuse to, to let go of her dead body and, you know, would carry her for several days. How did they die? Uh, you know, they probably like froze to death or just died of, they were just, they just starved to death. You know, because at this point they have, the rescue team has no food. The, the starving kids, 
They're they're eating the the buckskin clothing of their rescuers. Wow. Okay. Like off their backs. So like, the rescue party was already really hard up. Yeah. Like they. Yeah. And they had cached some food for the way back, but animals had gotten into that food and ate it. So now they're like, great. Now we're gonna travel for thirty miles without anything ourselves. It's rough. I mean, the rescuers are are they're all right, but these kids, they're already you know they can barely move. They're like, shit. What are we gonna do? Right. Uh, and and this this first party, they would meet James Reed, you know the guy that was banished. They would meet him coming up the mountain, and and James Reed would be reunited with his wife and and two of his of his children after you know six six months of being apart. Yeah. Uh, and while recovering from starvation, Victoria Reed wrote, I really thought I had stepped over into paradise. You know, and that's just recounting the moment they had seen, were able to see Fort Sutter, you know, <gasps> after crossing. I see. Yes. The point. What a beautiful fucking moment. Hell. After coming out of hell, seeing California for the first time, she was like, oh, wow, I'm in paradise. Uh, Jacob Donner, he had died. Back in back in December, his stepson would also die of overeating. So this guy, he he overindulged and he ate too much. It's called refeeding syndrome, and this happens uh, during the first week or so uh, it, after being nearly starved to death. Oh. The body is pretty much overwhelmed with all the nutrients that it oh. suddenly gets that it can't absorb it all. And okay, you, you, okay, okay, you, okay. You just all explode right. like you literally. I didn't. Really, you explode. Okay. You pop. And your blood and guts go everywhere. <laughs> That's what really happens. That seems too too much. Yeah, you just eat too much and you kind of blow up like a balloon. So you got to be careful of that. Okay. No, that doesn't happen. But it is a real thing. Refeeding syndrome is a real thing. Refeeding. Yeah. And like uh, this, this was something they had to worry about back in World War II with people that were in the concentration camps. Uh, this brings us down to March 1st. This involves the second group of rescuers would arrive at Truckee Lake. Uh, this this group would would include James Reed and this guy named John Turner, who had been living in the West since the late 1820s. Okay. Reed would be uh, reunited with a son and daughter who had to turn around during the first rescue party because they were so weak. Um. Reed and and John Turner, they would see that that the Breen's family they looked fairly well, but the Murphys were were this is a quote past the limit of description and almost of imagination. So I'm sure they looked looked pretty uh, gross. This this lady's got a weird name. I don't even know if I can pronounce it. I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it out here. L e v i n a h. Lavinia? La- that's good. I think that's what it is. Lavinia. Yeah. Lavinia Murphy. She had gone completely snow blind at this time. Uh, she had been caring for, and she was caring for several children that weren't even hers. Um, yeah. They would find the mutilated body of Milt Elliott, who was the servant girl, just outside the Murphy's cabin. Oh. Just scattered around. Holy moly. Uh, when the first two members of the the second search party reached Alder Creek. They saw Jean Baptiste Trudeau. Jean Baptiste. Yeah, Jean. Yeah, that's good. That's what it. That's exactly. Jean what it Baptiste is. Trudeau. 
Yeah. C'est l'exil français. Jean-Baptiste Trudeau. C'est un rôle de arbre. Jean-Baptiste. He's French Canadian, so. Et c'est Jean-Baptiste Trudeau. Je fucking Québécois. He was holding a human leg, and when they called out to him, he threw the leg into a, a hole as if nothing had happened. Like, like, oh shit, and he throws the leg. I guess he didn't want anyone to know that he had just been gnawing on oh, this dude's leg. That's what I would do too, probably. If I was like, <laughs> right? if I had like a human leg in my hand. Like, oh shit, toss it. Uh, and this hole would contain the dismembered body of Jacob Donner. Oh, poor Jake. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it can get, it's pretty like repetitive. Like there's just dead body after dead body. So, but it just goes to show like all this is, is, is fairly accurate. This kid was, this guy had been kept keeping a diary Wow, um, that's rough. Like people, they they talked about it. Elizabeth Donner, Jacob's wife, he, she refused to eat. I want to know him, but she had fed him to to their children oh. to keep them alive. And and by this point, George Donner, his infection, it it had reached to his shoulder now. So this oh guy's he's completely fucked. He's gonna die. On March third, another blizzard delayed the second. Uh, The second rescue party's escape. Several members of the Donner Party, they would either freeze to death or starve en route to, you know, to, uh, to Sutter's Fort. And they would also have to leave behind a bunch of other... They would just leave people behind because they just couldn't continue forward uh, for the third rescue party, which would be on its way shortly to rescue. Three members of the second rescue party, they stayed behind. This would be Charles Stone, Charles Caddy, and there was another one. Let's see if I can find his name. It was Nick something, I think. I can't find this guy's name, but yeah, Charles Stone and Charles Caddy, they would they would end up abandoning their post. And they're like, screw this. Let's go back to California. Nobody. Screw this. We're going back to Cali. Yeah. They're like, we don't want to be here anymore. Uh, they offer to bring the Donner children up to Chucky Lake. But at that point, they leave them at Chucky Lake. And well, I think Tans and Donner, who is George Donner's wife, the mom of these children, I think she paid these two guys to bring those, her kids to California. Whoa, but eventually they're like, They're like, no, you can just stay here. They just left them. Yeah. And these two Charleses, they would just walk right past these, this second, you know, this starved camp and leave them there. So William Foster and William Eddy, who had been members of the Forlorn Hope team, they, they were, they had been nursed back to health by now. And they were, they made up the, 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 the third rescue party, them and six others. And they would meet James Reed on the on the way down. James Reed would tell them that their their children were still alive back at Chucky Lake, and they were like, "Okay, we got to go. I, I, we need to get our children back." Uh, the party would break apart at this starved camp where eleven survivors had been huddled around a fire that had, you know, sank into the snow. Two of the two of the three rescuers that stayed at this at this starved camp. They would each take one child with them and they would head back to California. However, this guy named John Stark. That's weird. And I don't believe this is John Stark from from New Hampshire. This is a different John Stark. Uh, oh, he, good. He ended up staying with John Stark was like a 
who was like a general in the, the revolution. This John Stark guy, he would stay with this group and he would end up gathering all the supplies and all the children because there was mostly children that were left in this group. I think John Stark is a good Yeah, guy. and he, would, he literally carried these kids on his back all what? the way back. Yeah, he'd carry one a little bit. Put wow. him down. He'd go back. He'd carry another one. I love Put that. him down. He'd carry another one. Put him down. All the way back to California. So this guy, he was definitely a hero. Um, so yeah, he'd have to carry these people until they made it all the way back. And this, and then Foster and Eddie, uh, they ended up making it to Truckee Lake, and they would find out that their children were dead. And there was this guy... Uh, he was of the, the Kiesberg family. Mr. Kiesberg, he told Eddie that he had eaten his son's remains in order to stay alive. And this, and uh, Mr. Eddie was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. He's like, don't ever let me see you again in California. I'm going to kill you. That? I know, right? That's just heart- it's heartbreaking. The it's the worst of the worst. At least keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, really. You don't <laughs> have to fucking brag about it. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, yeah, like if I had to eat your son... Next time I saw him, he'd be like, hey, I just ate your son. I know. So, yeah, the, Eddie's like, he, he lets him go at first. And he's, but he's like, if I see you in California, I'm going to kill you. Anyway, they would end up bringing the rest of the Johnner kids, uh, as, as well as, as Jean-Baptiste Trulot, who was, who was a 16. He was 16. He was the oldest one. He was 16 years old. He would end up bringing, bringing the Donner children and one of the Murphy kids, uh, back down and this pretty much leaves there's just three people left now there's there's the guy who ate the kid who said he ate the kid this this Keysburg Mr. Keysburg Tamsin Donner who is the the wife of of George Donner and who's the third oh yeah George Donner obviously and those are the three who are left everyone else has made it they're all oh, on the way back okay uh Tanzan Donner would stay with her, her sick husband until he died. Oh, and there was that, that what was that girl's name? L-E-V-I-N-A-H. What's her name? Maybe it's just Levina. Sure. She was too weak to go anywhere. No, she was it's blind. Impor- it's important. It is. It is important. These are people. Levina. Levina. No, it's just three, Levina. three syllables. La. Levina. Lavina, Lavina Murphy, that was her name. She was simply too weak to go anywhere, and and Mr. Keysburg, he just flat out refused to go. Uh, and and they were informed that this would be most likely be the last rescue party for a long time, and he still refused to go. And so this would bring us to April tenth. So we're we're going from like May fourth or March fourth to April tenth. And this is when a new party is collected and their goal is just to, they're a salvage party. They just want to get the rest of the shit. They want to auction it off, raise money for the, these orphan Donner children. Um, and they go up, they go to Alden Creek first. They find that Alden Creek is empty except for the deceased body of George Donner. Who's been wrapped in a sheet. They then go to Truckee Lake where they find Louis uh, Kiesberg. He's still alive. He's laying on the cabin floor with a pot full of human flesh boiling. Oh, 
my and he's God. getting ready for no, a meal. That's awful. I don't want to believe that. Yeah. And he's also got George Donald's pistols, jewelry, and $250 in gold on the table next to him. He's the last one. And they find Tams and Donner's, uh, you know, eating body outside the cabin, pretty much. <clears throat> and they're like, they're like, they're going to lynch him right then and there. So they're going to lynch this guy for murdering Tams and Donner, pretty much, just to eat her. And he's like, no, no, wait, you got it wrong. And he goes and tells them, that uh let's see what does he say he says uh mrs murphy who was the one who was blind she had died a- about a week after the third rescue party had left and then two or so weeks after that tamsin donner had stumbled into his camp telling him that uh her husband had finally passed keeks uh keesberg would then say that tamsin gave him the last of of her riches in the hopes that he would uh, help her children and that she would end up dying that night. That's what he says, at least. And that's pretty much the story of Donner Lake, or uh, the Donner Party. Chucky, Chucky Lake was renamed Donner Lake. You can go there today. Uh, you can check this whole area out. And that's pretty much the story. There were there were eighty seven of them who went in, uh, who were you know who were snowed in at Chucky Lake in Alden Creek in the fall of eighteen forty six, and only forty eight of them came out in the spring of eighteen forty seven. And one of the reasons, so we had we had talked about this Keysburg guy, who they were going to lynch. You know, they were like, well, you got all these, uh, all the oxen. The snow had melted, and they could finally reach the oxen. And like, why didn't you eat the oxen? Why'd you have to eat the people? <laughs> so you know, we got. I got some things on the families who made it out. Um, the whole Reed's family would live. This James Reed guy who had stabbed the guy in the chest to death way back at the at the uh, Hastings cutoff. His whole family would survive. They would they would move to to San Jose, California. And they would become quite wealthy due to the gold rush. And they would end up raising two of the daughter children. And and the the Breens, they would also survive his whole family. But and and that would that would be thanks to John Stark, the guy who carried the children off the mountain. Because a lot of the, the Breeds family, they came off the mountain with John Stark. I want to hear um off the wall. I don't have I'll I'll think of something. Just give me let me do this. And I'll think of something for an off the wall. Actually, I got something off the wall. Totally. No, you don't. And yeah, I do. No, you don't. So yeah, uh, the Breen's family, they would move to, to San Juan and they, they would open an inn for wary travelers. Okay. And they would, they would end up becoming the centerpiece of a story by this guy named J. Ross Brown. Oh God, no. When he found out that, that he was sleeping next to cannibals. Dude, have you seen that new movie, Barbarian? Have you seen anything about that? No. These guys who rent the Air- Airbnb and I the don't. person that lives, like the old lady that lives underneath in the basement. No. Looks good. I haven't seen it yet, though. So so the, the youngest member of the Donner Party was one, and, and she, she was a Breen. Uh, 
and she would die in 1935. So that brings it, that makes it seem kind of like, you know, it wasn't that far, far away. When you hear 1846, you, you think like, oh man, that was so long ago. When you hear 18 or 1935, you're like, oh, it's not that long ago. Uh, and so Mary Graves, one of the members of the Graves family, she was a child during the winter of 46, 47. She would end up cooking her husband's killer's food in jail so that this guy wouldn't starve to death. So her husband was killed, murdered, yeah, and then she ended up cooking her mur- her husband's murderer's food, you okay. know, so he wouldn't starve because she hey, didn't want anyone to starve to death after. What does that have to do with this? I mean, after what she had been through, oh. the last thing she wanted was this guy to starve because she, you know, had known what it was like. Oh, I see. <clears throat> Uh, Nancy Graves, who was nine during the winter of 46, 47, she refused to acknowledge the ordeal ever took place. She never talked about it again. And then Mr. Eddie, he remarried, and he attempted to track down Louis Kingsburg and kill him uh, for eating his children. Oh, my goodness. But uh, he was actually talked out of it by James Reed. Wow, that's a lot, man. Yeah, New York City, they... They uh they heard of the Donner Party in 1847, in July of 1847. They uh they would end up burning down all the cabins in 1847, June of 1847. This group of Mormons would uh, go up there and they would burn down all the cabins. And in ni- in 1891, a huge cache of money was found on the banks of Chucky Lake that was believed to be buried. Money? Yeah, buried by Mrs. Graves as she was leaving. Where was it from? I mean, it was... They thought it came... With, what the fuck is with the money? They thought that it would have came from Mrs. Graves as she was leaving on the second rescue party. So and that was she it? was going to come back and get this money eventually. Like a bunch of coins or something? I guess so. I mean, it was probably uh, coins, yeah. Okay. It was probably coins. And then in June 1918, uh, a memorial was erected dedicated to the Donner Party. It was placed at where they believed the the Breen uh, Keysburg cabin was um, and had a 22-foot high pedestal, which, which showed the height of the snow that year. Wow. Yep. And that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, it's just something you you don't know. You would never you would never know until you were in that point. I think a lot of people would like to believe they wouldn't. I do like the question of the oxen, though. Like, yeah, like why did you eat the oxen, man? (laughs) Right. And from everything we've heard from from TV shows and books, human tastes pretty good. So I also had this little thing on. this this Lansford Hastings guy, the guy who wrote the book the Donners were following. So his whole plan was to in this book was to convince people to move to California because he wanted to take over. He wanted he wanted enough uh, settlers on his side that he would be able to fight the Mexicans and pretty much rule California as as his own. Yeah. That was, that's, pretty, that's pretty much his story. He came up with this book to get these people to move out there. He was the guy that wrote the book 
with the pass, the cutoff that the Donners took that made them so late oh. that they ended up getting stuck. You know, if it wasn't for this guy, the Donner probably would have made it over the mountain before the snow. I see. But uh, I, I I think my off the wall is more of a of a little Nikki's cryptid right. corner. We have a possible off the wall with little Nikki. It's not an off the wall really, or a little Nikki's cryptid corner. But I wanted to bring up the Wendigo. Yes. Like this this is a whole episode in itself. But the no. the Donner Party is a prime example of why uh, Native Americans would have feared the Wendigo. What? Yeah. Oh! The Wendigo, man. When the Wendigo bites you, you no. turn in, into a ravenous uh, cannibal. All you want to do is, is eat people. Was one of these members, were, were they bit by a Wendigo? Could they have been bit by a Wendigo and then infected other members of the group until all of them were Wendigos? I mean, is that why they were eating human flesh instead of ox frozen oxen it's quite possible but i think laziness i think wendigo i like a wendigo yeah dude wendigo is a cool idea yeah it's just a, yeah it's a native american uh it, it's it's more um north northeastern tribes not not necessarily ones from out west can you describe it a Wendigo? Yeah, it's like a it's a ravenous beast. It's usually got uh the head of a deer with antlers. It's so hungry it it is it is chewed its its own lips off. Whoa. It's so skinny, you know, you can see its rib cage, its its oh stomach. Oh my god. It's so indented cuz it's so starving. It's just constantly hungry. Wow. Yeah. That's sounds- It's a scary it's a scary beast. And 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 you know north northeast you know Native American tribes from around where we are believed in the Wendigo more so than out west they believed the only way to kill a Wendigo was to melt its icy heart. Okay. And it was it, it was something that was found in in the frozen the frozen north. So, so like the winter, Wendigo, the Wendigo would possess a human. Yeah, it, it bites a human and it it kind of turns that human into a Wendigo somehow. It attacks that person in some way, scratches, bites. And the human would become... A Wendigo. One that would want to eat other humans? Yeah. Their flesh? Like, that's the curse of the Wendigo, yeah. That's wild. It's it's a strange... It's a strange creature. But it's, it, it, it's a whole... We could do a whole like episode that, on it. I'd like that this year off the wall. And I actually did think about doing a Wendigo, which is what pointed me towards the Donner Party originally. Sorry, there's these there's these Wendigo hunters. There's this kid on the bus who supposedly turned into a Wendigo. There's this Indian guy who who ate his whole family that turned into a Wendigo. There's these two guys that hunted Wendigos, man. There's so much to talk about. So yeah, that that's the Donner party. All right, yeah, that's Merry good. Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving. Whoa! And it's almost wait, and that's almost canon. Good job, everybody. And that's the way the dried up horse bone crumbles engineer steve i want to give a big shout out to engineer yeah no problem i try my best this episode but you know those human that flesh really made me hungry i cannot wait for tomorrow now, turkey now engineer i think i might just kill my wife and make her instead the, have, um, have you ever cooked a turkey engineer i've cooked a human i mean a turkey yeah 
deep fry. So you did cook a turkey or a human? What was it? Uh, it was a, a turkey. Probably one or the other, I guess. Yep, that's fine. Neither here nor there. Or anywhere. Steve, get the fuck oh, back oh, on oh, there on them goddamn controls. Okay, I'll get ready. Bye, Steve. I love you. Bye, mama. Bye. Steve, go home. I, I fucking hate Steve sometimes. I'm gonna kill you again. No. I'll kill you every fucking night until you die. <laughs> it hurts so you good. won't die. Why won't you die? Because I'm already dead. Steven! Whoa, what was that? I don't know, man. Steve is complicated. I need to get out of here. It's really freaking me out. Steve's already dead? I guess so. That's a whole new thing. I didn't know that. We didn't know it. That's cool, though. Huh.